Hey, Dave. What's up? Hey, Nate. It's not too much. Uh, just living life, uh, having meetings with you in uh, VR golf. That's what's up. Oh, yeah, we did that. That was great. That was great. So we both we both have the, the quest, and uh, we had a meeting uh, at the mini golf <laughs> island, and it was great. It was great. We, unfortunately, I was a bit uh, short on time, but uh, that was great fun, and we should do that again 110%. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I had played it, but not played it with someone, um, and uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's just as my wife would say, yep, you're just playing miniature golf. <laughs> you don't even think about the VR, uh, the system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Dave, who are we talking to in this episode? Uh, today we're talking with uh, XAPI expert uh, Jeff Batt from the Learning Dojo and the Learning Guild. Yeah, it was a great conversation. I learned a lot because I was pretty unfamiliar with the details of XAPI. And yeah, I think we had a really nice conversation. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, we always touch on XAPI in projects and have worked with it a little bit, but uh, it's it's really interesting to hear uh, his perspective on it and uh, and go into some details. True, true. Uh, before we jump into the interview, let me just mention that you can find uh, our guides at masterstoryline.com. You can find video tutorials, library items. Uh, longer session uh, video tutorials to get you started with Storyline. Now we're going to go to the interview and let me just mention my sound is a bit worse than usual. I'm using a new mic and there were some recording problems, but it's still totally understandable, but not as clear as usually. So let's jump to the interview. Hey Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you. You're very welcome. Uh, why don't you give a brief introduction of yourself? Uh, how did you land into e-learning and what are you doing right now? Yeah, it's kind of a, I took a different path, like most people will call it like the accidental instructional designer. I actually uh, started out doing like wedding videos back in the day. And then I started doing web development, decided to switch over to web development and uh, got a job at an e-learning software company called Rapid Intake. They they had a tool called Unison, which was almost like Articulate Rise nowadays. Mm-hmm. We were kind of ahead of the curve, and this was back in the flash day, flash days and stuff. So we would like fill out a form online and and create the different learning interactions, which got me very interested in learning. And I was teaching people about the software, and um, a new company called eLearning Brothers, which is now pretty big, um, asked me to come over and work for them. So I started working for them for a while. And then moved over to work for as a training manager and struck and um, uh, run the e-learning development team for my church headquarters. Ran that for a little while, and yeah, started and actually ended up coming back to actually ended up going to uh, the Learning Guild and helping run their conference uh, over at DevLearn, so or the DevLearn conference. And and what got you interested in XAPI? Because you 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 have several videos on it and. Up until now, I mean, you know, you could still say it's there's a learning curve to it, but uh, up until now, there was a, you know, you had to know some, I don't want to say programming, but you know, knowing a little JavaScript, knowing a little background there is, was helpful as you explored XAPI. Yeah. So uh, when I was working with Rapid Intake, they would host a conference called uh, eLearning DevCon. And one of the, the years they had somebody come in, which was actually Mike Rustici. 
this was the early days of X API when they called it Tin Can API. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about what what the vision for this was. And so back then, uh, I I don't know, I, I, I could see the vision and the potential of X API and how you could track a lot more because I was really, I mean, we were tracking a lot with SCORM in our authoring tool. We were doing SCORM 2004, 1.2, but it just seemed like it was, it was dated. I mean, you could only track a certain amount of things like start and completion and quiz questions. But learning really, I mean, when I went to school, a lot of my learning kind of happened outside of the school. I would go on lynda.com and take courses on lynda.com. I would go to YouTube. And so learning just kind of seemed like it was more than just a traditional learning management system. And so the idea of being able to track behavior and different types of behavior with a lot more detail really got me interested in XAPI. So I started exploring it. And like I mentioned, I'm, you know, I am traditionally, or I, I went to school as a web developer, so I was familiar with, uh, at the time, ActionScript and learned JavaScript and stuff. And that's really where, you know, XAPI in its early days, and still now to a point, is mostly JavaScript based. And so that did help me a little bit, um, but my passion was always teaching. And that's what got me started with like talking about XAPI and trying to get people over the hurdle of, oh, you can actually do this. And you, there's a lot more that you can track. And here's some of the benefits that you can do with it. And that's what got me kind of creating videos and trainings about XAPI. Yeah, which are great. Very helpful. Um, I'm sure yeah, I've watched several of your videos. You just break it down very well. And I know you've got, uh, you, you can go into some depth with uh, some of your later videos. Um I'm always interested. I know a lot of the courses that we build, oftentimes our clients just say, nope, SCORM, just go SCORM when we yeah. ask about XAPI. And I'm, I'm always interested in what what you think is the, I guess, the 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 lag in, adopt, in adopting XAPI or exploring it more. Is it just they don't know what it is or it's a little bit difficult to use? Yeah, when I... When I was working at my church headquarters, which is a large church organization uh, around the world and everything, you know, since I was exploring XAPI, I knew what it was, but trying to 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 sell that was a challenge. And so trying to say, hey, this is the reason why, here's the idea and so forth. And a lot of the time I'd get pushback saying, no, no, we do SCORM. SCORM is where we stick with and, and you know, everything is good with SCORM. But it, it took, I eventually got them to explore it, but it took a lot of kind of talking about it and saying, okay, here's the benefits of it. Then even coming up with some types of prototypes. And I remember we created a couple different prototypes and showed people those prototypes. They really allowed them to see the, the potential of XAPI. And it was only in, you know, when people started, I always say it like, you know, show them the candy, show them the, the benefits or what it might be. Uh, that's when people started coming around. They're like, oh, yeah, okay, I see. I see it now. We can explore this. We can do that. And, yeah, so it, I think there's hesitation there because people hesitate something new. Mm-hmm. But if you can talk to the benefits of what it might do and how it opens up and even create some different types of prototypes and explore different things and show that off, I mean, the XAPI cohort is a great example that Torrance Learning runs of people just coming together and exploring things, not really something specific, but they're just saying, hey, let's test this out. I just want to get my my feet wet with XAPI. And so how can I do that? And they work on this with other people that are exploring it. So, Yeah, great. And so I'll put you on the spot. 
what is a, a, a XAPI and what are the benefits? So XAPI stands for experience and then uh, application protocol interface, I think is what API stands for. I don't even know. But <laughs> that, that, that was not part of the quiz, um, yeah. but uh, that's great information to know. <laughs> So it's it's basically I mean this is I like uh, the last cohort that I went to Megan Torrance explained it really well. So API is like when one tool wants to talk with another one like when you post something on Facebook and then it automatically posts on Instagram or something in order for these two tools to connect together you have to use an API and Scorm is actually an API because it connects your storyline course to the learning management system. And so if you actually go in and you do custom SCORM, you're working with the API, basically, this um, interface of communicating these two applications together. So XAPI is it's not much different. I mean, it's the I think of it as the evolution of SCORM, but you can track a lot more. So instead of just the learner started, the learner completed, and the learner you know progressed or bookmarked or answered the question this way, you can get like the user liked a page. User spends this amount of time on a page. The user commented on this page. The user mastered something like they went through a game and they mastered it if they got 80, uh, 80% or above or something. Or the user downloaded. So it's just a lot more detail and a lot more data that you can get with, gets out of your courses, which then allows you as the instructional designer to go in and say, well, if they're doing this and they're experiencing this and they're liking this, what if we adapt or we we create more content on this? And so it just, I don't know, it provides a lot more data, which then provides the instructional designer a lot more direction of where to go. So it would it would make sense to track a lot of things, right? It would. I, I don't know if you need to track everything, but it would. I think this is where the instructional design comes into play of like, what data do I want to know? Do I want to know if they've liked a comments or if they've commented on something or if they downloaded something? Yeah. I to me, I, I think of it more like video. Like if you spend creating a video takes a while. <laughs> oh yeah. And if you spend all this production time to create a five minute video, if people are dropping off at like one minute or mm. two minutes, I mean, don't you want to know that if they haven't gotten through all of the content? And so that's that's where like that type of XAPI data is like, what do you want to know? What will help you inform you mm -hmm. uh, to improve your content and and reach your audience better? I see a lot of people, you know, they they uh, conclude their course with a survey, which is great. You can get a lot of great information from a survey. But I always think, oh, you know, can you get some of that feedback just in looking at how they're actually interacting with your course, especially these days, there's you know people you know gamifying things are is such a big deal, um, which when it makes sense to do, great. But there's it's not just uh, they got a you know eighty five percent on something anymore. That's not really what learning is. It's kind of the place we've been in to kind of check to see how people are doing. But I mean, that's one of the reasons I'm so interested in X API is you can really get a lot of very interesting information. Yeah, we're getting away from this compliance training mindset, and this is the reason why learning experience platforms, LXPs, are coming more into play, where it really kind of places the learning more in the learner's hands and uh, allowing them to uh, really define what the direction in their career is. And taking learning, like I mentioned before, in school, I was learning in a lot of other places besides school, and I was using what I learned in those different uh, environments and I was applying it back to school. So something like uh, an LXP 
allows you to track content that's outside of a learning management system and bring it all together or even you know create this central learning hub instead of having everything inside of your LMS you can create this hub where it searches content across different sources as well and I think XAPI is kind of the foundation of that being able to track these different types of events and these different types of learning experiences and create this um, more of this compliance of how data how learning data is communicated from these different experiences to this end learning record store basically can if we just return a second there to the to the data storage you said that it's not lms it's something else this is the part i don't understand why is this not discussed in terms of something inside of lms it's just because it's a new technology and it's not implemented yet? Or, I mean, why is it not all inside of one tool? Why would I jump into LMS to do something and then into the record store for the other things? Yeah, that's a it's a good question. And I think LMSs have been, not to blame them or anything, but uh, some LMSs have been quick to adopt XAPI. Some of them have been very slow to adopt XAPI. And um, when they adopt XAPI, as far as I'm aware, what happens is they take this learning record store as another piece of data. And so the data that's coming in is actually a learning record store. So whether your LMS has a learning record store built into it, if it does, great, then you can use that as another data point. But you still have to merge the data from SCORM to and XAPI data together and make sense of it, which could be challenging because the way that the SCORM data comes in is a little bit different than the way that the XAPI data comes in. But this is the reason why I like LXPs a little bit more because they kind of work on top of a learning record store and a learning management system. And it's more of that hub of like that's, you know, somebody comes and they can go find content that's just XAPI somewhere else, or they can find content that's within the learning management system. And the learning management system, I think the reason why is because traditionally they've always pointed people to their environment to launch training and, and see all of the organization of training. And XAPI is a, a lot more flexible than that because it allows you to track content that's anywhere. So we we released a course that was just on a website and mm-hmm. we used the single sign-on to capture who the person is. Mm-hmm. And all of that data was just getting sent back over to the learning record store. And what we did is we used Tableau to kind of put that data together because we took the LMS data because our LMS didn't really have an integrated LRS into it. So we took the LMS data and put it into Tableau. We took the XAPI LRS data, put it into Tableau, and then that's how we kind of created our own reports on top of that. Some learning record stores allow you to do that within it, but others don't. But just being able to, I don't think it really matters. It's just being able to take the data points from wherever they're at put it together, and get the data that's meaningful to you. So you could have a SCORM course in an old LMS, but you would have XAPI XAPI statements inside the course, and that's something you would track in, in another record store. Is that correct? That's possible, yeah. So you could actually, you know, still publish a course in SCORM, and I've worked with a lot of organizations, and I've helped them out with this, where they had a traditional LMS. I think they were using Cornerstone. And they published to SCORM, but within it, so in Storyline, you can add the custom JavaScript triggers. 
and we could send over X API. So there is a way to, in SCORM, identify who the person is through some custom JavaScript. And I have a video on my YouTube channel all about that. I've done that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you can identify who the person is. So that's how you, you know, capture who the actor is because there's those three parts in a statement, an XAPI statement, the actor, the verb, and the object. So you can identify through SCORM who the person is. And then in JavaScript, you could send over a trigger of the person liked a comment or, or liked a page or something like that. And so you say, Jeff Bat liked, and that's your verb. And then the object is describing what they liked, like page one or page two or page three, things like that. So you're, you're kind of doing duplicate. You're doing the SCORM through Storyline, but you're still using uh, JavaScript, the JavaScript triggers in Storyline to send over X API statements at certain points. Nice. Now, for those people that are very interested in XAPI, but maybe don't have the time or haven't spent the time to start exploring it, if their LMS that they've been using has an LRS or does support XAPI, really all they need to do is they could take any course they've been working on and just in Storyline and just publish it to XAPI and all the, you know, if they've got, let's say, a, a trigger on an exit or a trigger in a certain place to uh, mark it as complete or whatever it might be, because if you're just using SCORM, there's not too many things you're doing. It will just, I mean, you've, you've, you've just now created a XAPI-based course that you can enhance as you go. Is that, am I correct there? So you can publish out with Storyline, you can publish out to either XAPI or CMI5. Now, CMI5 is basically XAPI, but it's um, it's a little bit more strict on the verbs that, that are used now, without even adding any of the custom triggers because Storyline made it really nice so I can actually control whatever XAPI statements are going to the uh, learning record store or the learning management system if your learning management system can handle that. And so I don't even, I could add custom triggers or I could actually just publish to CMI5 and if I publish to CMI5 and upload it to a learning management system that supports it, I don't even have to add any triggers. Storyline, what it does is it automatically sends over a CMI5 or XAPI5 trigger saying that the learner started. It also sends over an experience trigger every time they go to a page. And so it will track every page that's visited. And it will also track when they left the page too automatically. Now, on top of that, you can add custom ones, like if they click on a tab button, if they click on tab one or tab two or tab three or anything like that. So, you know, the initial part is like, see if your learning management system can handle CMI5 or XAPI packages, because if they, if it does, you can just publish out your storyline courses as it is now, and you can get a lot more data without you having to add, do pretty much anything inside of there. You can still get your traditional start, stop, quiz data, and completion. But you can also say, okay, are they visiting every page? Or are, are they leaving? At what point did they leave? And um, did they click on the different buttons? And then on top of that, you can start adding some of these XAPI triggers of additional information that you want. And that's where it's really, if you're just doing those ones that are built into Storyline, you don't really have to learn any additional code or anything like that. It's just a matter of adding like a, a normal trigger inside of Storyline. Yeah, that that's great. Yeah, I think I think that's a, a, a maybe a false hurdle uh, that a lot of people think they have is well, I'm going to switch it to XAPI. I got to do all this extra work. 
when from a base level, if your LMS supports it, you really don't. Um, but then, you know, you could start adding triggers on, you know, you might have a tab system and you want to see how many tabs people are clicking on. You can just start to add on top of what you already have without having to backtrack. Yep, exactly. So Storyline's, let's say, new uh, XAPI triggers only apply if your LMS supports these statements, right? To a degree. It has two different capabilities. It has the capability to publish to CMI5 and XAPI, and it has the capability to publish or report data to an external learning record store. So if you do the external learning record store, you have to put in like the endpoint and the key and the secret, but you can still do that. Ah, okay. So that that that's that's the missing ingredient. <laughs> okay. So so if if you have an external record store, there's extra settings you need to put in before publishing. But the problem is, it captures the only way that it captures who the person is is through the LMS at the moment. And so it has to be in an LMS in order for that to work. But if you publish, there is a setting, and I do have a video on YouTube on this as well, but there is a setting that you can publish just to an external learning record store. And the way that it captures who the person is, is through called what's, what's called a query string. Now, that means that you actually have to put information on the URL to like who the person is and everything. So I've created a template that makes that easier. If you download, if you go to my website, learningdojo.ninja, there's a download section. And in that download section, we'll have just like a simple index.html or I think it's launch.html that if you put that inside of your storyline package, if you're not publishing to an LMS at all, if you put that in there, what it will do is it'll capture, it'll prompt the, the person, their name and their email, and it will pass that as the query string automatically. So you don't have to figure out how to do the query string because that requires a lot more code. But this will basically just prompt them their name and their email. It'll pass it forward and it will track through uh, to the learning record store, an external learning record store without having to be inside of an LMS. So it can do either one, really. Okay. So it's not, so the name is not easy to get just like from a text field in Storyline. No. No, I wish it was. I've done it. I've done it custom. I, I think that's honestly, I don't know why they did it that way with this release. Um, and so that's the reason why I created the template is because, you know, people have to know who the person is. If you're going to do an external LRS, yeah. I think they're catering more to courses that are inside of a learning record store. Sorry, inside of an LMS instead. You can even like without even using any of the custom triggers and storyline you can still send over custom JavaScript. So you don't even have to rely on on them for capturing who the person is. You could do that, but it just requires more code and more JavaScript. And I've done that in the past where I've captured who the person is behind a single sign-on. So basically you add code when the, when the course launches to read who the, the single sign-on is. And usually in a single sign-on, you can capture their name and you can capture like a unique identifier and you can use that as an actor. But again, you're getting into more code yeah. at that point. It's easier to do something like this query string pass um, template that I have. I'm, I'm interested in, uh, you know, with uh, Storyline's update. When was that? Was that like, was it end of November? November. Yes. Uh, I guess I'm interested in what you, what are your likes and I don't know if they're dislikes or maybe what you'd like to see in the future them add uh, for XAPI support in Storyline? 
Yeah, this is the show where we talk about what we want to see in storyline. <laughs> it does. It does end up there. Does anyone from Articulate actually listen? I I think so. Yeah, they do. Uh, we'll have David Anderson on again, and we'll we'll grill him. <laughs> I I really I think for the actor, I think that's the biggest challenge right now, especially if you're going to produce content that goes outside of a learning management system. Um, I think one of the biggest struggles is not is um, you know I, I'm not saying this in any bad way, but I've I know some instructional designers that will shy away from code and do everything they can to avoid code, and so. <laughs> I think I, you know, having XAPI supported inside of Storyline gets me really excited because I think it's going to push the adoption more for those of for the, the people that don't code. But not being able to capture who the person is outside of the LMS is the biggest challenge I think right now. So if we were able to um, capture, like you're saying, the person through like a single simple form uh, on the first page, you know, enter your name, enter your email, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. and store that inside of a variable and then use that as the actor. I would want more control over that. Yeah. The other thing is um, that I don't like particularly is it will track, it has some default triggers like I was talking about before, which are great if you don't know what triggers you want to add. It'll add like the, you know, each page started and stopped. But what if I don't want that? I, I want the ability to be able to control or remove those triggers uh, as needed as well. So that would be one thing that I would I would say would be nice is if all those kind of default triggers, if I have the capability to remove those or um, yeah. And then also the list of different verbs that are used is a very small list compared to the list of verbs that you can use. So just adding more verbs in the drop down boxes, uh, you can replace that and you could put your own verbs in there, but just having it in the drop box would be a, a nice plus as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just handy to have it. Yeah. I, okay. I'm just excited that it's there. Honestly, like <laughs> I, I love it. I think it's great. Uh, the addition because um, and, I've been waiting for so long for this to happen because I think, you know, I've been teaching about XAPI for a long time and you can do XAPI. You've been able to do XAPI and storyline for a long time through the JavaScript triggers. But now that it makes it easier, I think the adoption is going to grow. And so even though it's not perfect yet, I think just the fact that it's there is a good step forward. Yeah, for people that don't do any programming, don't understand it, don't want to, I mean, it's a trigger now. So it's it's uh, it's just what they are used to. And what about like querying the LRS for data? Because uh, now it's all just pushing, like the triggers are for, to push information to the LRS. That is a whole big part. That our, uh, uh, one of my videos I talk about like personalization uh, and then the possibilities of personalization with XAPI. So part of XAPI and mostly what we've been talking about and what Storyline can do is pushing content. So you can push the content to um, an LRS and you can have that data. But another part of it is you can actually query like you're talking about and you can go ask, you know, in a future course. One thing that was really hard in SCORM was to be able to say, okay, this person completed with an 80%. How do I know if they've completed with an 80% in another course? Do I have the capability to go in and, and say, hey, go find out in this course what they did. And based off of that, let's maybe adjust some things in this future course. With SCORM, you can't really communicate unless the LMS created their own API, their own communication that way. And so XAPI is a lot more flexible because not only can you push data, you can actually pull data and you can say, hey, I want to know if in the last year they've done this verb and they got a certain percentage 
And if they have, let's go ahead and modify the course or maybe show a smaller version of the video if they've already done a lot. And so, I mean, there's just a lot of those capabilities that that was my project in the XAPI cohort was testing out, pulling the data. And based on the data that we got back, we would either show them the long version of the video or the medium version of the video or the short version of the video based on a course that they've already completed. And can you pull like, um, I don't know if there's security measures in there, but can you pull other people's data? Could you, for instance, create a leaderboard, if you will, and say, hey, you you were the fastest at completing this challenge of these of the of your group if you have the rights and the connections like the key and the secret you can do mm-hmm. that uh, mel milloway uh, mm-hmm. created your board through xapi and i thought was you know it was amazing so you know you can do something like that where you can pull that data in and update a dashboard uh, like a leaderboard or something like that with that type of data so yeah definitely possible that's great i one more question i have You've got all this data, but the what it really comes down to is having a, a tool to get kind of reports on that data or to look at that data and and make sense of it. Does that really come down to the LRS or the LMS or or whatever the end tool is, um, more under the hood than the the um, certainly the the end user? Yeah, so it does to a degree. I mean, this this data that comes into the learning record store is like this raw data feed. Now you could actually take that raw data feed and you can create your own dashboard if you wanted to. I created a dashboard. One of my tests in XAPI was, you know, watching a video and then during the video, a question would pop up. And as that question would pop up, people would answer the question and it would continue the video. So it didn't really seem like it was that, you know, awesome basically to the learner. But I created a dashboard on the end of it where I was actually able to see in real time the data that was coming in. So I could see the statements. I could see the answers to the questions. I could see all of that coming in through this XAPI dashboard. So I was able to pull the data feed and manipulate it into a dashboard for myself to be able to view in real time. But I think the real benefit to these learning record stores like Watershed or Learning Locker or you know Veracity or something like that is they, they have these uh, reporting capabilities to be able to create these dashboards for you without having to know all that code. So you can create these relationships of, you know, course A and course B and how many people answered this question correct compared to this question. And all that data kind of comes into these learning record stores. The ones, the learning record store that I use just for testing is just straight data. And that's the SCORM cloud. They have a learning record store that's just used for data, basically. So they don't create a lot of dashboards uh, on top of that, but other learning record stores like Watershed and Learning and uh, Learning Locker and other things like that allow you to create more custom reports from that data. Yeah, because I feel like reports are very important and valuable because oh, yeah. I think you need to have some sort of overview uh, into certain let's say i don't know main parts of the course are people people answering these questions correctly are they watching the videos and things like that you maybe you don't even know don't want to check each individual uh, user you just want to see the general picture yeah and that's the real point of xapi is just getting more data yeah all that and deciding what you do with that data okay we have this data now like what does that mean to our organization so all right we've come full circle (laughs) <laughs> David, do you, do you have anything more to add or, I don't know, questions? 
No, I think we could talk XAPI forever. I think it's very interesting, and uh, I hope more people uh, become interested in it, and hopefully these storyline updates uh, make it uh, easier for people to adopt. But uh, yeah, I think this is a good kind of high level on it. Yeah, it's for sure. I mean, you can, it's it's coming, like it's gaining more traction. And even at DevLearn, when we were uh, at DevLearn, I remember talking with some of my colleagues saying, you know, in the XAPI sessions, there just seems to be more people, more people in the sessions than there has been in the years past. And I think it's gaining some traction and, and Storyline's adoption of it will push it even further, which means Captivate will probably adopt it, you know, and, and add some stuff to it. And I know Lectora does triggers like that as well and Domino. And so I think we're getting there and it's it's happening finally. I think it's a little frustrating it's taken this long, but I think sometimes it just takes a while for that adoption curve to happen and it's it's going. Yeah. And also I feel like it's, you know, it's sometimes someone has to start the ball rolling and maybe this will also give an extra push to the LMS developers to implement more XAPI statements or, or tracking. Yep, exactly. Okay, thank you so much, Jeff, for joining us. Please tell us where can people find you? Yeah, so I have Twitter, uh, Jeff Bats. LXD is my handle. I also have YouTube, so youtube.com slash learning dojo, or you can go to learningdojo.ninja. Or if you go to any learning guild conferences like DevLearn or Learning Solutions or anything like that, I help run those. I, I'm usually speaking at those too, so you can connect me you can connect with me there. So fantastic. And also all the links will be in the show notes for this episode. So if you missed any of that, just click on the link in the show notes. Uh, thanks, Jeff. I hope we will talk to you the next time we have an update uh, regarding XAPI in Storyline. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Jeff.